It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Boom is Rusty. Welcome, everybody, to the Public Access Podcast, the podcast. That is a shout out to my buddy, the returning guest, who maybe one day might return to the show. But I'm not sure if he's the one who came up with the podcast, but I'm going to give him credit. It might have been me, and he said it a lot. But I'm going to give him credit. He's going to get credit for the podcast, for Public Access Podcast. Here on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGBN. I'm your host, Rusty Diamond. And you can hear other great shows on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, such as When the Gloves Come Off. Um, This is it with Lizzie, the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast and Saved by the Bent, and those are all co-hosted by me. So that's awesome. And this is sponsored by, uh, geez, okay. This is not my morning here. Um, Stone Reads Productions, uh, SockEmUp.org, Hardcore Comedy, Hypnosis is great, and Jeez. Oh, there, yeah, that's a tough one. Sorry, other fifth sponsor, sockemup.org. I don't think I said sockemup.org. So sockemup.org. If I didn't, there it is twice. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And today it's Tuesday. And we're here. We're here. And I have a special guest. Special guest today right here right now we have there he is there he is mr yeah the uh well not the one the only someone the other day suggested that i look up the other rusty diamonds and have them on the show so I went and started friend requesting them yesterday, but none have gotten back to me yet. So uh, there are other ones, and I don't believe they've had the name as long as I have. So uh, I want to I want to find out since I, I'm going to pretenders to the throne. Right. That's what I'm thinking. There may be one guy before me, but I'm not sure uh, he there was this thing. And I'm not sure if it came out before, but it was, uh, if you type in, I don't know if it might be on the way back machine, you might have to do that, but it was the, it was Rusty Diamond, the South African porn star. And I believe it might be a parody thing, but that was, that was the one that may have been there before me, but now there's a, a bunch. I know there's one that's a tattoo artist. There's one that you know, sells rocks or something to that effect and yeah yeah the thing is you, you, if you if you were english you couldn't be called rusty diamond without it being a parody that would be impossible oh, oh why is that what's it mean in english well in english we don't have such ostentatious names we're called things like dave and jeff and steve and you know we don't have, we don't have these uh, ostentatious names um yeah, we we we, do, we 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 make up for it in our outlandish behavior, but uh, you know we don't we don't have these incredible American names like Dante Culpepper and things like that. You know, we we that don't generally pre- do. It's a pretty awesome name. Dante Culpepper is a pretty pretty <laughs> all right. Incredible, uh, yeah. but Rusty Diamond like is interesting because it's almost like the diamond in the rough metaphor in a kind of personified, a kind of microcosmic. It's very interesting. Right. I hope so. I hope that's what what happens. It was. Uh... It's been that way for uh, almost 13 years now. So, um, yeah. Well, well is, is, is there an element of the kind of self-fulfilling prophecy attached to it? Because, you know, 
one of my favorite stories, and again, it's a story that could only happen in America. It would never have happened in England. <laughs> there's a really famous, there was a really, <laughs> there was a really famous firefighter and he was called Les McBurney. That's a and, great uh, name. That's, and that's... They were like, they were like uh, well, you surely chose your, um, your job based on your name. And he was like, not really. Like, what the hell are you talking about? And uh, I just think Le- Les McBurney is just, I mean, come on. You can't write that shit. No, you can't at all. That seems like a, the ideal firefighter. If you're going to be a firefighter, Les McBurney sounds good. You don't want to be more McBurney. But I don't know if more is a, a, a real first name uh, or... Um, yeah. So, so Rusty, I mean, you're, you're you're an interesting chap, aren't you? You you do some you do you you've got a you've got your fingers in a lot of puddings, uh, a whole bunch of puddings. Yeah, man, I think that's, I, I I I I love I respect a polymath. I think it's fantastic, man. I really I really respect that. I think it's it's great. Thank you. It's uh, I think it's probably I don't know because I have people that will tell me, hey Rusty, you need to focus on one thing. Just do one thing really well and. Not my not my way to do things. I don't like it. I feel if I can take all my stuff and put that into one thing, that's my doing one thing. How yeah, yeah, it, yeah. how is that for you? Um, yeah, I, I I think that I think I get power from doing certain things, and I apply that power to other things. And you know, it's like a um, it's a it's a it's a fluid thing. You know, um, and and it's a mood thing as well. You know, I don't want to listen to I don't want to listen to Tom Waits when I'm driving around in the sunshine and I don't want to drink uh, Guinness in, in Jamaica, uh, but you know, I, I want to listen to reggae or whatever. It's a mood thing. It's about, you know, where you are, what you're doing It's context, isn't it? Yeah. So are you on uh, holiday then now? Is that what's going on? Or are you just, well, is, it, are, is it that, is it that nice in, in the UK right now? No, I don't live in, I live in Greece. Oh, um, awesome. Yeah. I live on a Greek island, um, and that's where I do my education program. Um, and I, and I'm, I'm a professional musician here as well. Um, and my ah. friends are visiting from London, and I've taken them to this stunning little. It's a truly stunning little Greek island. And uh, yeah, I'm just kind of chilling, but um, you know, my mind is always never. It's never far from the job. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, yeah. I'm, I, I, I kind of made up my mind to to kind of live on holiday and then work is kind of what I do in between. I love it. I love it. Is was it hard to are you a citizen there of Greece or are you still a citizen or I'm uh because we had Brexit. Have you had you heard of that thing? Oh, okay, right. It was like the uh, it was like the British Trump uh situation. <laughs> uh, it, sure. it was a kind of ca- countercultural um uh experiment uh, in a way that a lot of people bought into um, and it's uh, you know, I, I don't want to get into politics too, too much because it's not, uh, not a lot of fun to talk about, but uh, no, I had to become a resident and because I have an education, because I have an education program, which I've uh, developed um, in the Greek uh, national curriculum, I have a, uh, the ability to, uh, to, to live here as a resident. Cause I mean, that's somewhere that I have looked at as far as, looking to move to um i'm i mean yeah the the mediterranean well, listen, mate, yeah listen mate my my, uh, my home is always open to you and this is uh, whoever's watching this you can hold me to this you want to if you, if, you, if you ever find yourself in this neck of the woods then my place is mi casa su casa appreciate that it's you won't, you, you won't get a better offer today mate <laughs> yeah i i don't know if i would i don't think i can and i mean the uh the yeah the mediterranean and uh there's so hot springs are something that is uh, um i'm really big on and so i was living out in i don't know like uh along the rocky mountains i was living out there for a while um which is sort of like like in yeah i was living in in utah which you know is uh beautiful beautiful and yeah and you, you northern utah southern idaho there's a bunch of hot springs out there and yeah uh yeah i just i loved it and i'm out here by new york right now and there there isn't really any over here so 
I'm... Listen, you know, you, do you know what? Like, you 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 got to take the rough with the smooth wherever you are. You got to take the good bits out of it because you know when you move away from there, you're going to miss it. You know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. So you know, yeah, wherever wherever you are, you got to you got to uh, just uh, lap it up for what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, what was it about Greece that got got you to say I'm going to go over? It was did you have the curriculum going before no, it, you no, went there? No. No, it was, it all happened as a result of me being here. Like, so I was, I, I came to visit my uh, cousin who's a windsurfer. So it's a big windsurfing country. Um, and uh, I, I was working in, uh, in my, doing my uh, dog training business in London. And, uh, you know, I just fancied a change and um, moving, moving uh, from London to, to Greek Island was a huge decision in my life in my late 30s. So um, I had to make sure I got everything right. And um, I always I always say that if I'd have moved somewhere where I was more welcomed and it was easier, I probably wouldn't have achieved anything. I'd just probably be resting on my laurels. But I, I got here and found out that there was a real need for the kind of work that I do. And as a result, it kind of really pushed me into um, uh, writing, creating. And then uh, I, I went on to write this book and the book found its way into the national curriculum and now I, now I have a national education program here. Awesome. That's yeah. uh, so wait, so one question real quick back forth or back to uh, to sidestep. So, uh, so did you live in, in the UK then your whole life before that? Yeah. I mean, I traveled quite a lot. I, I spent some time in Southern Africa. Uh, I've traveled around Asia and, uh, uh, you know, the Brits like to travel a lot more than the Americans. You know, we, we, we like sure. to, uh, to get out of uh, our comfort zone. And uh, and I think that, you know, it, to any young uh, viewer or listener, you know, uh, traveling and reading books has got to be, you know, your best uh, grounding for uh, setting yourself up for life. You know, seeing how other people live, getting, uh, getting, getting uncomfortable sometimes. And, uh, you know, it's, I think that's the key to growth. It's like, you know, it's like the way you feel after a hard uh, exercise session or something, you feel sore and it's your body basically repairing. And I think it's the same metaphorically, like with your uh, personality and your uh, circumstances, get out, get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Getting uh, yeah, a little bit out of your element and that's yeah, what grows you and makes you stronger and able to adapt to more, more things. And so, um, okay. So I grew up in, Portland, Oregon, which is, has weather very much like the UK, um, nine, <laughs> 10 months out of the year, it's gray and dark. What, what did it do to you when you moved and now you have lots of sunlight? Was that something you noticed or has an yeah, effect I mean, look, on you? If you, if you look at some of the great art that's come out of Ireland, uh, the creativity that in, if you just Google inventions to come out of Scotland, it'll blow your brain out. You know, this tiny little country, you know, these, these people, these, these people, that these people, uh, these creative people. And then you look at the happiness in places like Denmark, where people have just happier because of the, uh, the society is a little bit more um, egalitarian. Uh, if, you, if you're interested in um, creativity um, and, uh, the way that uh, the weather and uh, the landscape informs art, then uh, places like Liverpool, Manchester, Newcastle, you know, Northern England, you know, they've created some of the greatest uh, art in the world. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if it's sunny and lovely all the time, you want to get out, I want to be out drinking rosé and cocktails and swimming and looking at beautiful <laughs> things, you know. <laughs> right. I don't want to be inside, want to be inside writing poetry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I think... I think these things are really uh, intrinsic. They uh, inform how we feel about the world. And uh, you, you need that sometimes. You need that uh, introspective uh, grayness and rain and stuff. And that's what creates a lot of great art, I think. Yeah. Um, obviously, like for me personally now, um, I get to swim every day. I get to be in the sunshine. And, uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's fantastic. I'm, I, I did my time. I did my time in the, in the gray. And uh, it was time to have a difference. That's kind of how I feel too. It, it took me till my mid thirties, and then I, yeah, saw the sun. I'm like, okay, all right, I can. This is different. I was, I moved to Minnesota, which is where uh, 
like people move to Alaska to get warmer weather than Minnesota. But I know there was I sun. Know. There was sun. That, it would, yeah. It's that famous that famous American phrase, and it's it's in the uh, in the song by Sound God. I'm looking California and feeling Minnesota. <laughs> Man, good, you know, it's that, good it's reference. That, uh, older American adage, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah the the Soundgarden. There's a there's a place there that, um, I believe it's called the Soundgarden, uh, and that's where they got their name. And you can there's these wind chimes that are set up, and when the wind comes through, it plays the opening riff of outshined uh oh, it's, it's, it's a great riff and that, actually uh i'm because i'm a bit nerdy that's, that song is also appears in the one of my favorite films uh true romance yes yes which is very very niche uh knowledge there's a scene with brad pitt who plays the uh the stoner floyd yeah and he goes uh get go back and get some like cleaning products man <laughs> <laughs> It's one of Brad Pitt's best roles, but no, no one realizes how brilliant he was as a stoner in that film. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't much of a stretch for for him, but uh, it's it's it, just a, it, he no, played it's a very it so under, well. It's a very underappreciated film. I think it's one of the great films of all time. I think so too. It's uh, I yeah, I have a a nice little little spot in my my heart for that movie, and um, <laughs> and so okay, so. To go back, I, I jump around if you like House of Pain here. So, um, <laughs> Love it. so back back to your your training, your your dog training. How how did that come about? Uh, well, a, a lot of it is just uh, is is a fascination with the with psychology generally, like a love of animals and the outdoors, um, and. Um, looking at how our relationship with animals has changed over the years, has become more domesticated as humans, um, more kind of uh, kind of less in touch with our uh, um, uh, the world around us and our animals. And um, you know, I, I was always really in, uh, I, I started to see people treating animals more like people. Um, anthropomorphism, it's called in Greek, and uh, and the, and the problems that was creating and. The phone calls I was getting from people uh, asking me to help with issues, um, and, and the truth is, is people didn't really know how to have a relationship with their dogs. Um, you know, I, I it's not about domination. It's not about being the alpha and all that kind of nonsense. It, it's not about that. It's about you're in, you're in a relationship. You're in a team together. You're working together. You should be operating together as a team. It should be mutual respect. Um, under understanding what each other wants and then um and then once you get that with a, an animal it's like it's transcendental it's so stunning uh, and that just takes most of the time it just takes a mind shift it's not about what you do it's how you think and that manifests itself in the relationship so i, I got very interested in that uh, and started my uh, positive pet academy and it's just about saying you know you don't have to be a, a domineering you don't have to be like some bully, misogynist, whatever. You just need to understand one another, create a relationship and a symbiosis, and then you can have an incredible relationship with your dog. And then the whole concept of training kind of goes out the window because you don't need it. You just you just connect. And so I, I've had some people on here who have, are pet psychics and stuff of yeah. that nature. Um, yeah, sure. That's okay. So, I mean, where where are you with that? Because I mean, because I I've heard some. There was one thing that stuck with me very much with what they said. So, one of them when a said that they were asking about a dog that ran away, and where you know where's the dog, but she told me that the dog chose that it was time to leave and that the the dog just wanted to go. I did everything it needed to do in that situation and decided to go. And that was, it wasn't just the dog ran away and, you know, I don't know where it is. It was like, well, I'm done here. Uh, time well, to that, go. That, yeah, that's, that sounds like a, that sounds like a, a bit of a multi-layered uh, 
scenario because on the one hand like so when i'm dealing with uh, animal issues you've always got to look at it from the human perspective because that's the only perspective though that i truly understand because i'm not i'm not a dog right um i mean okay i'm not going to make a judgment on that person but that might just be the person reneging on their ability to wanting to look after the dog <laughs> and saying well you know <laughs> um but you have to remember like dogs are idiot they're idiosyncratic but like we are they're, they're they're completely individual like we might say like americans don't like traveling uh english people are all drunks uh you know scottish people are really stingy and we make these compartmentalizations in life and it helps us to make sense of the world but all these right. are just, they're just, they're just helpful tools but and, and dogs are the same like you know my, you might say my jack russell is uh is uh, he's like has napoleon syndrome or my labrador likes eating food and all that kind of stuff but at the end of the day they're individual dogs as well individuals in, in their breed just like we are and uh it wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be completely outrageous for me to hear that a dog had decided that it wanted to distance itself from where it was i mean dogs are um they're loyal and we all know that but they're also individuals and some dogs aren't as loyal as others <laughs> just like people right. like some cats behave like some cats behave like dogs you know this is the fascinating thing about dealing with animals uh, individually is you start to see them as individuals and uh, it's, it's a wonderful 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 thing it's a real privilege to do that and this dog might well i mean for me to make a judgment on it it wouldn't surprise me if that this dog just happened to be one of those dogs that decided to do that i would i would find that impressive uh that the dog yeah. had found its own mind and uh, its own volition to uh, to leave the people so you know the thing is about making assumptions like that is you you have to be careful with uh, twisting the narrative in your own head to support your ideas. It's like confirmation bias. So right. uh, you have to be very careful with these things. Uh, and this is a big part of my job. <laughs> How so? I'm sorry, mate. I lost you there, mate. Oh, how so? Uh, no, I just think it's, it's important with... Um, when people are making assumptions about a situation with their animal, it's important to, uh, to try and get all the information you can. It's, 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 it's like equating uh, walking into a crime scene and trying to work out um, one thing. And they, they always say work with soft eyes. Um, and uh, what that means is you're, um, you look into the drishti. It's like a yogic phrase. You're looking for the peripheral things, not just the things you see in front of your face. That's uh, really key. And I think it's really key with uh, psychological issues as well. It's a bit more abstract, but it, it means that you're more open and you don't paint yourself into a corner as easily. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And so, like, when you're out and about and you see someone with a dog or something, what, what kind of thought, or do you have a certain sort of checklist of things going through your head when you when you see what's going on to like, maybe you want to go talk to this person or is it kind of, again, case by case? Yeah, I think it's a really good question because, you know, if you, if you, if you, if you, if you love uh, the human condition, you love the way that people are, you try and keep yourself open-minded and open-hearted to any, any situation where you can have an impact on someone's life. And, but you also have to be open to the fact that not all people want that. <laughs> right. So, uh, so um, my mum's from Ireland. She's uh, so, you know, I, I have that natural propensity to want to connect with people because I, I believe it can lead to, to a lot of magic and there's gold in, in, in these, uh, in these uh, connections, no matter how small they are. Um, so, yeah, I mean, naturally, if you spend thousands and thousands and thousands of hours working with people and their dogs, you're going to have. It's the same way as like I, when I hear music, you know, I've, I've been playing music for 30 years. So when I hear music, I'm deconstructing it gently in my head and enjoying it and whatever. So it's the same thing, you know. If you're passionate about something, it's like uh, you know, with you, like if you if you watch uh, if you watch people grappling or something like that, you're gonna you're gonna see the idiosyncrasies that most people don't see. You know, it's it's all about where your passions lie. So uh, for me, I try I try as hard as I can not to pass judgment, and that's that's uh, in itself is a uh, a, a huge issue is for human beings because we naturally judge. It's a Darwinian thing. We need to do it. It keeps us alive. And but uh, but trying to uh, grow up and realize that you know judgment is uh, is has a purpose, but it's not the be all and end all. 
Uh, so when I see someone with a dog, I, I do a, of course I do a full <laughs> assessment, but uh, yeah. you know, I try and um, obviously if it's something I feel that needs uh, me to get involved, I try and do it as gently as I can and, and see if I can be of assistance. And thus far I've been quite lucky. And then, so where are you, are you usually just, okay, walking up to someone, a stranger and just say something, or are you more kind of, again, feeling that out too, or just like, I don't want to deal with this. They'll come to me. Rusty, I'm not a shy person, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah. but you have to be, um, you have to judge each individual uh, situation on its merits. And um, um, if you really honestly feel in your, I mean, I've, I honestly believe the, uh, the instinct we have is like a muscle. It's just like the same as our as our biceps or whatever. You need to keep working at it to make it stronger, um, and that means occasionally making mistakes and occasionally getting things wrong. Um, right. But but uh, you know what you try and you try and basically just be friendly, and you and the people forget sometimes, especially in a cynical world, that you know a lot of people are quite happy to connect. A lot of people just aren't very good at it. So you just yeah. make yourself open and you just leave the door open and say like, okay, the door is open. You want to walk through, you can, if you don't want it, that's fine as well. You know, whatever you decide, it's fine. And, and this is a question of choice. And this is a, a question that's very important in my, my teachings in my, my academy as well as like everything should be about choice because coercion is coercion is uh, it, it's effective, but it's, it, it's not effective in the long term. Choice is, is where everything is. And if you make a choice to walk through a door, then um, it's much more powerful than, than being forced to walk through a door. Yeah, yeah, it's your your own. It's it's the journey you want to go on, and it's the journey you want to go on. Maybe with someone else, and yeah, whether exactly. yeah, and it can lead anywhere. And uh, I'm I'm really interested to hear a little bit more about your hyp hypnotherapy thing because you know uh, you have your hypnotherapy, uh, and, and it's it's something that really fascinates me because I I've had issues over the years of uh, with addiction and things like that, and uh, and uh, and I'm I'm really interested in hypnotherapy and. Uh, you know, you hear so much, there's so much uh, um, fluff around it, you know, but, but I'm also a big fan of Darren Brown. You know, Darren Brown's a great uh, British, uh, English uh, magician, hypno, you know, he's, he's just a fantastic character, very interesting man. Yeah. And, and he, he uses it in a very interesting way, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, so I don't know why, like, I don't know why I don't do the, the stage stuff. I do you know, I'm, I'm a performer of, you know, a few different ways and, but I do, I do clinical. So, but there's, I mean, there's many different things and it's more, much deeper than the stop smoking, lose yeah. weight, um, yeah. or, stop you know, stop being a douchebag, <laughs> uh, be more of a douchebag, be a better douchebag today. <laughs> you know, you, know, know you never know when you need to have that one. And I, I've, I've just, I've just penciled myself in for that uh, last one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, be, yeah. Be a better douchebag tomorrow. I think I, is going to be, I'll, I'll be, uh, I'll be writing in my, uh, <laughs> my full uh, application for that. I think so. I guess a good call and man, I, I love it. I didn't have, I mean, so, I mean, I come from, the world of pro wrestling. And so I don't believe 95% of anything I see or hear or experience um, unless it's very, you know, yeah, unless I'm like, you know, very much sure of what it is, even then I'm still not. And so I thought that hypnosis was very much like a, a magic show and some, someone else had to be in on it. And it was, you know, but then the first time I got hypnotized, then I realized, oh shit, nope, um, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. This feels great. And I mean, I was totally sober at the time. And the way that I can, I don't know, can explain the feeling. It feels so if, and if people are watching this, uh, it just sort of feels like you're like, 
I don't know, just sort of floating on a cloud through life. And it's oh, great. I'm it's amazing. And yeah. Uh, can, can I ask you, uh, Rusty, do you think there's any danger to it? Do you think, do you think there are some uh, avenues in the hypnosis world that could be detrimental to people? Do you think, is, it, is there a nefarious uh, element to it? 100%. And I, I love that question. And I, I love talking about it because you have subliminal messaging you have MK Ultra and shit like that. That you know course, how well that course. works. By my course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, yeah, it, it, it does the trick. It does the trick. And if it can work that well in nefarious ways, think about how well it can work in the way to make someone's exactly. life better. On the flip side, yeah, totally. No, I totally, I totally see that. No, it's just because you know, uh, we live in a world where, um, yeah, the barriers have been stripped down, and uh, people are very susceptible. And uh, and uh, you know, I've got a nine-year-old son, and uh, I understand dopamine and all these uh, oxytocin and the way the brain chemicals work, and uh, and uh, we're all we're all uh, we all fall foul to that, no matter how smart we think we are, and uh, right. you know. And I think uh, as people get cleverer, um, then uh, these these uh, elements of uh, the, the kind of hypnosis world is going to be will be uh, manipulated for the for the for the for the detriment of a lot of people. But uh, but uh, you know when you if you meet someone like you who has the the goodness of humanity in their mind, then uh, I'm sure it can be harnessed for the good. And I, I'm very interested in that. And I, I'd like to talk uh, more with you about it sometime, maybe off camera. Sure. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, that was something like I've done some deep dives into, um, yeah, MK Ultra and other subliminal messaging and predict or, you know, programming and all that. And it's. Are, are, there, any, are there any good writers or authors you, you would recommend if, if someone wanted to read uh, something more about uh, that? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested from a personal perspective as well, but I'm sure people that listen to you would be interested as well. Um, not off the top of my head, I'd have to, I'd have to look, I'd have to look at my, besides, uh, you know, wild Steve in the basement writing many blogs about it or something. Uh, there's definitely <laughs> some of those I've, I've Sounds read. Good to me. <laughs> yeah. Those are usually the ones where I, I feel, I feel those people do a lot of research for the most part. They do. I, I don't know the. The wild, wild guy in the basement, I, I seem to, they, they seem to get discredited a lot, but I, I feel that they spend those 10,000 hours that makes you an yeah. expert at something. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, is there, and is there like a kind of underground cabal of, uh, of hyp, uh, hypnotists? Is, is there a bit of a kind of... That very well could be. But you have to, if you told me, you'd have to kill me, I'm sure. Right. Uh, I would have already done that. Uh, you know, I would have known you were going to say that. And uh, I would have just because I would have I would have fed that into you to be able you to. Know, it, it, it's weird because I don't even I don't even know why I asked that question. I don't even remember what that question was. It's weird. Right. Yeah. It just came out. It came out. And who knows? <laughs> it's uh, man. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a wild world. And then so one of the first times I was. Uh, hypnotizing someone I did it on a radio show um, no way seriously yeah yeah and so the people that were in the on the show with me one of them had a dog and uh the dog got hypnotized and <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing so this was when I was still getting trained and so I went and I wow. talked to my my teacher about it he said, yeah, dogs, yeah, any animals get hypnotized. And then so that was kind of uh, a different thing that I went into with that. Yeah, I, mean, um, I guess if you look, if, if, if you know about the, I mean, you obviously know about the science behind it. And I, I guess you're kind of tapping into some frequencies. Is that is that is that on the right track? Yeah, I'd uh, say something like that. And I mean, well, if, there's something I'd love to show you um, over there. It's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. I'm just going to show you here. I'm going to walk very slowly because they, the woman, the, the, the cat's going to go mental at me. Can you see that? Sure. The white cat. The, yeah, but, it, but there's his kitten is lying on its belly. 
Oh yeah. Okay. Isn't that gorgeous? Yeah, that living the high life. It just isn't it so I just find that it's it's stunning. So yeah, so obviously I'm I'm observing animals a lot in my life. And uh, you know, you often see them in that kind of that kind of funk where they're in this little zone. And that's the thing, like um the things we can learn from animals. And this is a big part of what my education program is about for children is about you know being present um living in the moment uh you know americans amongst other nations you know spend you know 50 grand on a, to go on a course to learn how to be present that's kind of bonkers in a way um you know <laughs> but you know <laughs> you know when you're in nature you see, you see it everywhere yeah and it's and- it's, 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 a, it's a great lesson for us all and I guess it doesn't make it's not that much of a jump to imagine that animals would be would be hypnotized but then you probably have to ask yourself the question is uh, are they not kind of maybe voluntarily hypnotized the whole time because they're living in a, in a present state you know what i mean maybe i'm talking nonsense i don't know probably but. no i i see what you're saying with that and so <laughs> i mean yeah they're they're there they they let's just I, go yeah. off piece well, showing well what we usually do that's that's kind of how the show works I'm sorry, and, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm drinking my my alpha uh, Greek lager. Okay. All right. There you go. The uh, uh, you know, got to know some Greek symbols. Uh, I I for some reason decided to take uh, Russian when I was in in college because, okay. which yeah, did me a whole bunch of good. I got to talk to maybe two or three people the year or two after and i don't think i've spoke a word of english in at least 15 years maybe maybe longer and um but yeah i mean a lot of the alphabet looks a lot like the greek alphabet yeah. it, it's it, i think it's was it called cyrillic or something like that yeah cyrillic, it's, it's yeah. Uh, yeah, cyrillic, that's right yeah no it's very similar uh my, my girlfriend's uh lithuanian so she grew oh, up okay. in, but she grew up into soviet uh, and she can still she can still read uh the uh the Greek alphabet because of the Russian is bizarre. Yeah. There's, there's, the, there's the orthodoxy thing as well. It's, it's, a, it's a strange parallel, but anyway, that's, a, uh, that's a whole another. Yeah, uh, with the religion? The orthodox, yeah, the orthodox uh, religion here. It's, it's, a very, it's a very religious place. I mean, uh, it, well, <laughs> on the surface, anyway. So that there's, a, there's a bit of some layers there in, uh, from what you're observing. Well, it's a very, um, you know, it's a, it's an ancient culture, and like where where I am, if you if you look at it on the map, if you look at roads on the map and you zoom out a bit, you see like, you know, we have Syria, we have uh, the Middle East, we have Turkey, we have Europe, we have North Africa. It's that that's the uh, you know that's we're in the kind of epicenter. It's a, it's a bit like we kind of Afghanistan thing, you know, about the, you know, it's about the strategic importance of it as a trade route or whatever. Um, so uh, you know, that's the thing about. Uh, these places they they uh they've served a, a, a purpose through the years and that seeps out through the physiology and the uh, you know it, it's breathing through the architecture and the 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 rocks and the the, the people and the food and you know it's, it's fascinating it's everything's steeped in uh in tradition and um, and conflict and uh you know it's, it's amazing i feel yeah. very grateful uh i mean I don't know. There, there's, there's something about that area that just, I don't know. I, I, I've been drawn to it and I, I had a, my best friend was from Cairo uh, and I was going to go there, but uh, wow. Yeah. We were going to go, well, we were going to go and it would have been um, cause it was going to be the year after we got out of high school. So it would have been, the summer of 2002. So it was going to be like a year after. So it ended up being bad timing for me yeah. as an American to go yeah. there. So I never got to go there. Well, uh, listen, Mr. Diamond, are you, I, I reiterate my invitation for you. Get your ass over to Rhodes. Come and hang out with me. We'll have a great time. I think that's a great idea. I'm all about it. And I appreciate <laughs> that. And so then... I want to go back to your, no, your. Trust me. No. What's that? No, I was just saying, like, you know, mate, you, you, 
just just go for it, mate. Just just do it. Just put like go go to the bit where it says purchase ticket and press press click, and then you sort everything out. Once that's done, that's how it works. I, that's if a you, great if, idea. If, 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 if you procrastinate, you, you you're screwed. Just yeah. just click the just click the ticket, and then everything else will work itself out. Trust me. <laughs> I I like it, and I mean I'm it's so much closer now than it was. Like I'm on the complete other side of the continent than where I was. So now it's just going across the Atlantic Ocean. Don't have to go across I, all the United States. It's a hop, skip, and a jump. You'll be here. Yeah. All right. Well, I think I think you twisted my arm enough there. Totally, mate. I'm hypnotizing you now, mate. I think so. You're doing a great job. The, shoe, the shoes, the shoes, the shoes on the other foot. Yeah. Look into my look into my eyes. Is that how you do it? Usually, usually. <laughs> Most of the time, it works. It works pretty well. And so what, 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 you're a musician. How are you a musician? What's your musical stylings? What's your, what do you like to do music wise? Uh, my, my mom's uh, from Tipperary in Ireland and uh, my, all of my uh, Irish, they're just general orators, you know, they, they can walk into a bar anywhere and, uh, and hold court um, with, with, with stories and, and uh, you know jokes, uh, music, singing, a cappella, and it's not about the quality. Often, it's just about the uh, the passion and the uh, the fact they throw themselves into it. And it's not seen as a weird thing; it's seen as a normal thing. And uh, you know, as soon as I got into music when I was younger, I mean, I remember listening to songs when I was very young. Uh, you know, single digits, five, six, seven years old, and I was, and I could already kind of deconstruct what was happening in the music. I could hear the syncopation and the harmony and I could hear the rhythms and I could, I could, I could understand, I understood it before I did, before I literally understood it. And uh, yeah, it's just been a huge part of my life. I like, I write, I sing, I play guitar. Um, and now I collaborate with a couple of other musicians and uh, we play here professionally. And uh, uh, I created some music uh, for uh, the Greek Animal Welfare Association with a couple of uh, Greek artists. We made a music video. Um, oh. I'm, I'm just always up for creating stuff, doing stuff. So yeah. uh, you know, wh wherever I go, there's music in the, in the there's music in the in the in the sky and in the in the in the plants and the animals and um, it's everywhere. You know, it's uh, it's 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 uh, it's transcendental. And I always tell my son, you know, it existed before we came about, the, and they all exist after we were gone. You know? And I mean, always evolving and. Um... So, um, so okay. My music, like I record my stuff, is mostly analog, and a lot of my stuff. So I have tubs and tubs of chords, and you know, a lot of this hasn't been set up yet. And I still, you, there's everywhere. There's there's shit, and um, and so. But now I see the ability to bypass a lot of that and i mean even now there's i mean you can type in what you want in a song and have it pop out in 30 seconds and yeah yeah and it's frustrating for how much time i've spent doing a lot of things with it but at the same time wondering what people because i mean what people who are experienced musicians will be able to do with that. Cause I think that it's going to be some people that think outside the box are going to go and make some advancements in this, but I think then it's going to be, and it's going to give people who are not musically inclined some street credit or what, whatever you would call it, some sort of credibility, but then it's going to be the, the real musicians I think that are going to be able to, do something different with it and be able to see what they're doing and put the the musical part of it into it yeah I, I, th I think i think one has to be careful with uh, phrases like real musicians because you know <laughs> i mean you, you can have uh, someone who's got all the chops in the world and uh, if, if they don't know how to communicate through their instrument it doesn't mean anything and you, you might have someone who knows two two chords and they can they can speak through their soul uh, you know so you know i, I feel he's these uh, terminologies are a bit unhelpful sometimes um, because um, 
it's all about interpretation, the ability to connect with the instrument rather than the chops you have. Uh, and sometimes, ironically, paradoxically, uh, you can learn more and know more about music, and, and that makes it harder to uh, to speak through music because you almost have this paradox of having too much language. <laughs> Uh, right. You know, I remember, I remember when I when I knew four chords and I was writing three songs a day, and then when I knew forty chords, I was writing one song every six months. You know, so it's uh, it's uh, it's not always um, people who always say I'm a real musician. I, I, I I'm very suspicious of that immediately. Yeah. Um, you know, music shouldn't be a, 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 a meritocratic. It should be uh, egalitarian. It should be for everyone. And yeah, I mean, like. Uh... Anytime like I have a program where it's, you know, whether like I used Windows Movie Maker to edit my videos up until two years ago, which is, right. I mean, the very basic. And then I get this new program with all these bells and whistles and I can't, I just, am, I'm stuck <laughs> and overwhelmed. I'm like, exactly, well, I can yeah. do all this and I don't. It, it, I, exactly, that's exactly, exactly, that's illustrates the point perfectly. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So you know, all of these terms are, um, are well, they're frankly bullshit, aren't they? Really, um, sure. I, I think you know what you want to be dealing with is people who are, who are a bit real and have, uh, you know, uh, it's a bit like uh, you know, that does protest too much. Me thinks you know, so people who just want to just blather away about all this technical stuff. You know, how well can you can you actually speak through your art? Right, and yeah, I I'm yeah. Don't need a lot. You don't need a lot to do a lot. No, you don't, mate. You don't. And I mean, I mean, some people can take. I mean, some people can just walk up, grab a microphone, or with it have a microphone, travel around the world, and yeah. uh, you know, some people have to bring a whole bus full of yeah equipment and stage stuff and all yeah. that, where you can just someone can just have a mic or you know walk up, start singing. Yeah, and you know, same same effect done. A lot less stuff less all is more, around. Mate. Less is more. Yeah, I'm I'm very much for that. And uh, so, let's see. So, John, um, where are people going to find you? If we're going to go with less is more, I feel it's a good time to uh, end it, it then. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, listen. Uh, uh, anyone that's out there with an open mind uh, and uh, wants to get in contact, come and visit. Um, learn more about if anyone's interested in the work I do with animals I, I feel like uh, it's a kind of a hippy dippy kind of uh, peace and love type of dog training but it's unbelievably effective I've used it in Africa, I've used it in America I've used it in Eastern Europe um, it's uh, extremely effective it, it, it's, it's all about connecting with your, with your uh, animal building a deep uh, connection through symbiosis you can find me at uh, at the positivepetacademy.com. You can find me on Facebook at Positive Pet Project. Uh, you can find me at John Garstang on Facebook. Um, um, I'm always happy to hear anything you uh, anyone has to say, um, discuss uh, different ideas because I'm always looking to learn myself. Um, and uh, yeah, my music you can find if you Google some lovely lads. So oh, some lovely lads. Like the it. it's a, it's a, it's a Spinal Tap reference. If anyone that's seen this is Spinal Tap will, will get the reference. Tap. Yeah. So uh, cool. you know we, we're just having fun, and uh, I just want to spread a bit of uh, positivity and uh, encourage connection. It's a disconnected and reactive world. We don't need more of that. We need less of that. So uh, if anyone's interested in finding more about that, then please uh, contact me. Go to the Positive Pet Academy website. You can find my course there when I'm diving really super deep into many uh, ideas around uh, how we connect uh, and uh, philosophies and ideas that I picked up along the way. So I'd love to share them with you. Yeah. And you chose not to do P-A-W-S-I-T-I-V-E uh, as a play on words with paws, uh, like dog paws. And you know what? I'm happy. I'm happy with that. <laughs> In, in in terms of punnery, uh, the Brits uh, right. we have a, we have a we have a moratorium on that. Um, my 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 last company was called uh, For Dog's Sake, and the tagline was nothing to do with Japanese what rice wine. And that gives you an idea about the level of punnery going on in my world. Yeah, well, it, it worked out all right. 
And um, I'm I'm happy we got to talk. I'm happy I got to meet you, and you got. Mate, to... it's, such a, it's such a it's such a pleasure, man. I, I love your vibe. You, uh, you've got a really lovely uh, energy, um, and I'd love to talk to you more. And like I say, my my house is open to you anytime you want to come. Thank you very much. Yeah, and yeah, we'll we'll talk uh, talk some more. Keep in touch, and uh, I will. Yeah, we'll we'll get some some other stuff going here. Love to yamas uh, yamas. All right, that's John Garsting. Uh, it was cool. I enjoyed getting to talk with him. Nice guy. Uh, says I can go out to uh, stay at his place in Greece. So if all of a sudden I end up in Greece, I'm doing the podcast from Greece. You'll know why. Oh, that sounds nice. I I could I could do some Greece time. Uh, I think that's what I'm gonna call it. I, I make sure I call it Greece time just because that sounds. Greasy, greasy, and also I do that. I, I definitely get some Trailer Park Boys uh, greasy references in there. And so, everyone, thank you for listening here on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGBN, with other great shows such as When the Gloves Come Off, Thinky Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is it with Lizzie and Saved by the Ben. This is brought to you by Fred Ben Savage's Buck, Stone Reeds Productions, Hardcore and Comedy. Hypnosis is great and sockemup.org. And that is the show. Man, boom. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Ernest! 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 <coughs> yes, Pee-wee. You brought the snacks, right? <laughs>